This is the Weekly Forecast Update, a podcast to help you navigate the corporate world and make you your best professional self. Welcome to our second episode of the Weekly Forecast Update. Super pumped for our first guest. He is a director of sales, father, husband, and mentor. Please welcome Philip Dantis to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. It is being a pleasure. I think I'm very excited to see what you guys take this, but it's awesome to be in the presence of two strong sales leaders. I know. And I guess we can get started on how we know you. Um, Alex and I had the great opportunity to work with Phil. He was my first sales manager. A couple of years now since, but mm-hmm. I can still remember those one-on-ones, those questions you're asking, those questions you don't ask. But yeah, I think, you know, coming into it, it's been, what, two years, at least two years now since we've worked together. But yeah. I remember the energy. I remember the questions. I remember the collaboration. I remember the three values that we talked about, Steph and Alex, collaboration, accountability, drive, and all the quotes that we talk about. But yeah, it's, it was it was a great time. So I'd love to just start off and maybe tell a little bit about yourself to the viewers, like your journey, Phil, um, yeah. and what drove you into sales and sales management. Yeah, sure. So, you know, a little bit about me. I think you covered it. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a sales leader and a business enthusiast. I got into sales, I think about 10 years ago, started off with owning my own company. So at a company right out of university, we were a digital marketing agency. It was just me, myself and I, and I've actually found a business partner and we started doing digital marketing for restaurants, hotels, bars, Um, anyone really at the moment but it was my first introduction to sales and you know at the time I didn't really know what sales was but I knew that I had to get some business so you know that's my first introduction to cold calling my first introduction into walking into venues my first introduction of presenting a solution to potential problems but that's where it all started from there um, I actually you know took my business and I was like you know at the time I was getting more serious with Ziba my wife and I was like listen I need some structure I need some stability, you know, maybe we should go into the corporate world. And I actually started by doing informational interviews. And I remember I was talking and just going on LinkedIn and sending generic notes to hundreds and hundreds of sales leaders. And I landed on this one lady, her name is Salome Salehi, actually, she worked for a tech company called Plastic Mobile. And I remember I sent her a message saying, hey, love to see what you're doing at Plastic. Would you be open to a coffee? And she actually responded that same day. It was in Liberty Village. Um, and she's like, yeah, I would take you up on a coffee. I, I can give you 15 to 20 minutes. Ended up going there. And it was, you know, an awesome conversation. I started by talking about marketing and what I'm doing, asked a bunch of questions. And she was a VP of product and sales, I believe, at the time. And I, I would say informational interviews is probably why I'm in sales and why I'm here today. But she actually gave me the advice, said, listen, you're a talking piece. You should go into sales. I think sales would be great for you. And she didn't have any opportunities, but that night I went home, I applied to a couple of jobs and that's how I got my first sales job, which is at Yellow Pages. That's so, so cool. I think, yeah, so too, I think like a big piece about that learning too is like the coffee chat is so underrated. 100%. Like I always push yeah. people early in their career, like grab a coffee with someone, pay someone to, you know, to go for a coffee chat with you. Um, that's how I got into sales too. Just a simple coffee chat. I agree. I agree. I think, you know, a lot of people are worried about what the other people will think, or, you know, maybe I won't get an opportunity or maybe, 
who knows who would who would respond to me. But to be honest, like I was I was nobody. I I just had a, my own business, didn't have anything to offer. But I think a lot of people want to offer what they want to offer, which is their knowledge. And I think mm-hmm. you know for advice I would give everyone listeners and, and you guys or anyone that would listen is, you know, by putting yourself out there, you're nothing but gaining opportunity for yourself. And even though you might not get something down the line, you never know who's going to cross your path again. So that informational interview, I can tell you today is why I'm in sales. If it wasn't for her and it wasn't for her message and her note and direction into, Hey, maybe you should apply to sales. I wouldn't be in sales today. I can tell you that. I love that story. And I think it's funny when Steph and I were talking about this podcast, even at the beginning stages, we always knew we wanted to have you as a guest. So it was so fitting to have you as our first guest. That's an honor. Yeah. And I think something that always resonated with us is how motivated you always were and how you motivated the team. And this is like a great story where you showcased you're, you're hungry, you're motivated, you went out and got it. I kind of want to know what motivates you, what gets you out of bed, what pushes you, what pushes Phil every day? There we go. There we go. I think, you know, I take a lot of time to think and reflect and, you know, over the last few years, I've been really, really diving deep into why, why do you, why do I wake up in the morning? Why do I push? Why do I want to do all the things that are tough to do? And, you know, I break it down to, you know, one, one main thing. Okay. And, and that is, I know my why and my why is a relentless drive to provide. That is my thing. I have to provide. Now, by providing, what does that mean? Well, you know, I want to live a certain lifestyle. I want to give my family a certain lifestyle. I want to be able to give opportunity to my daughter and my wife and my family and all the things that come with it. But, you know, that is what makes me go. But on the flip side, I also look at, you know, you got to be passionate about what you do. Right? You have to be able to wake mm-hmm. up every morning and say, not mm-hmm. only do I want to do hard things, not only do I want to push forward, you also want to be doing things that you have fun doing. And for me as a sales leader, I love building things. I love teaching, I love educating. Um, and, and that's why it's like the best of both worlds for me, right? Like I am not gonna not get up. I'm not gonna not do hard things. I'm not gonna not, you know, say no. But on the flip side, I like doing those things. So it's like the cherry on top that I found my passion. Plus I have to, I have to provide. Wow. And it's funny for those that don't know, Phil's Instagram handle is built to work. So he's always oh, there we go. It's yeah, true. take a follow, double tap a couple of pictures. But yes, built to work. I think, you know, it starts off, you know, as this, I, I, maybe I'll come back to this theme over and over through this presentation, but um, building a strong foundation, I think is important, right? And for me, it's like, I've come up that way. I've always been this way, but, you know, having a strong foundation, I think leads to a lot of opportunity. And for me, it's like, by understanding your why, that's your foundation. Right? You can now build all the building blocks you need on top of that, but really understanding why you want to do things and really understanding what motivates you or what's going to keep you going, I think is important because you're going to come through trials, tribulations. You're going to come through times where you don't want to wake up. You're going to come to times where you don't want to you know, make that extra call or talk to this next person or go into this next meeting, but you got to think back and say, okay, let me take a minute. Why am I doing this? And if you have that mm-hmm. clarity, I think you can do a lot of great things. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And maybe I kind of want to know then how do you motivate your team? You were so good at motivating us. How do you translate that? It's tough. I think motivation is tough. I think, you know, there's a difference between motivation. And so, you know, I look at it in a couple of ways, like everyone's motivated by something, right? But Mm -hmm. it goes beyond that, in my opinion. 
right? So I think the first way, like I looked at myself, it's like, why do I do this? Why, what's my why? What do, what do I get up and why do I do all the hard things that I do? I have to look at that for everyone individually, right? And the way I communicate with you, Alex, is probably different than the way I communicate with Steph and the way I communicate with my team today right. is probably different than I did two years ago. But what I think I'm really good at is really understanding people and really understanding what gets them going. I think as sales leaders or people in, in sales in general is you have to have a strong passion for people. You have to understand who they are. Mm -hmm. You have to understand why they're there. You have to understand the problems that they're going through, the potential outcomes they want to achieve. If you can mix and match all that together into the perfect puzzle, well, guess what? You have probably a good relationship that you're going to build on, right? And I think, you know, when it goes back to everything, you know, my philosophy when managing people is trust and transparency. I've been saying the same speech to every single individual that's come into Touch Bistro since I started. And that goes back to, listen, I care about two things and two things only, trust and transparency. Trust we don't have, but we will build. The more we interact, the more we talk, but transparency is a non-negotiable. We'll have tough conversations. You can call bullshit on me and I can call bullshit on you. And we'll have those conversations out loud and proud, but we have to be able to have that transparency through. And if you can share things that motivate you and, and what's your why, and I can share with you what's mine, I think we have an awesome time and an awesome relationship that we can build on. That's so good. I just remember my when you started, Phil, um, you had this little black book and we, yeah. we were all on 101s and you would ask us directly yeah. um, what motivated us in the first 101. And what I really liked, um, and I've had many different managers, but it just went back to basics and was like, I just want to get to know you, uh, what motivates you? Because I think in sales, um, most people think that a lot of people are motivated by money, which is true with some people in sales, but that's not the only reason. Right. And everyone is different. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. That black book, same book I have right here, right? It's like, I, I keep it, I keep it with me, but you know, the book has, you know, all the small details that I think, you know, small things, make big differences. And, you know, as leaders, or salespeople, um, what's important to me is you have to be fully invested in your people, right? To say something and to do something is two different things. And a lot of people I think will say, yes, I care about my people, or yes, I understand them. The real question I ask is, do you really understand them? Do you really get mm -hmm. them? Do you really understand who your people are? And I can tell you, it takes a long time for you to really understand your people. So by understanding those small things, but you know, for me, those are big things. I think, you know, those are the stem of the relationship that we've built and, you know, the relationship that I try and build with other people, but it comes from fully invested in understanding your people and truly caring about who they are, what they want to do, why they're doing what they're doing today, but more importantly, where they want to go and how can you help them get there? Yeah, I think for people that are going into management, that's a good thing, right? It's like asking mm -hmm. simple questions and listening to your reports. Yes. I think a lot of times when people go into leadership or management, they think it's just more like telling what to like telling instructions or telling advice versus listening, um, mm -hmm. which is mostly the job, right? Cool. I mm -hmm. think, uh, you know, one quote that I stand by on that is listen to understand rather than listen to respond, right? Salespeople or even leaders, anyone that deals with people, I think you have an inherent focus of like, I got to respond can't sound the way I sound like I got to have an answer but you know go back to underrated it's underrated to sit there and listen and and if you really listen and understand what the person's really trying to say in sales you get to the solution because it solves the problem 
by people, you understand your people, you understand why they're motivated, you understand where you want, they want to go. And if you can help them get there by specific tasks, that's not a blanket, but a specific approach. I think you have an individual relationship that you can build on, but listening and, and truly thinking about what they have to say, I think is, is a plan of attack for a lot of people that should take that advice and, and put it into implementation. That's awesome. And I feel like you were a true testament to that. I think you. you did a really good job at being a manager, coaching, helping us, guiding us, but also being like a friend. I always felt like I could come to you and talk to you about personal things. You always knew all of my personal things. Like, how is this, you know, how is Mike doing? Things like that. You're always truly interested. So I feel like you, we created a connection very quickly. Absolutely. I think, again, it goes back to my philosophy. I think the same speech I gave you, same speech I gave Steph, everyone, four and a half years, starts with trust and transparency. I'm fully invested in you. And I think, you know, if you if I'm fully invested in you and you're fully invested in me, then, you know, we can build on that relationship. And I think that creates, I think, value relationships, right? Relationships that you can take with you day mm -hmm. after day, and you're open and you're understanding and you're not scared to say what's on your mind and you're not scared to tell you know, what's working, what's not working. And I think that helps because that leads to improvement, right? And mm -hmm. if, if you aren't saying anything, you aren't communicating, you're, you're worried about communicating, then how can I help you or how can you help yourself if you're not really truly saying how you feel? So I think that's, you know, why I feel and I appreciate it. I, I you know, blushing a little bit, uh, but I appreciate that. So I guess another question that came up was like, knowing you were a manager, what character characteristics do you look for when you're hiring and I mean like hiring and recruiting is such a big part of your job as a manager and director now right managing mm -hmm. people what are those characteristics that you're looking for yeah so there's a few I think we use a philosophy um, around coachable competitive and smart right those are like generic terms that we use to really bucket a couple on individual characteristics you know one I like to start on though Beyond that is self-starters. I love self-starters. Mm -hmm. I love people that, you know, get their hands dirty, entrepreneurs. I like the whole concept of like figure it out mentality, right? I love people that just like, you know, got thrown into the, into whatever they were at and they just came out of it. And I think that's the start of someone that would be strong in sales because in sales, like you guys know, you're in sales today. It's not, there's no clear path. There's no, you know, perfect customer. There's no perfect situation. So a lot of the time, you know, and if you're in a startup or enterprise or mid-market company, I think it depends on how much resources or what you have at your disposal. But a lot of times you got to figure it out. So I, I look for self-starters at the basis, right? I think above that, we look at people that, you know, are, are coachable, that understand feedback and are not scared to have tough conversations. You know, if you aren't open to feedback, if you aren't able to give feedback and receive feedback, then how are you going to improve, right? So that's another factor. When we look at... Um, smart or we look at the other other concept of um competitive you know it's it we use I, I related back to you know our core values that we have for our team it's been the same core values for four years collaboration accountability and drive and that relates to drive it's you know there's no finish line in sales there's always another customer you can help there's always another customer you can call there's always another deal out there that you can get there's always another prospect that you can engage with so you have to have that relentless burn inside you that listen what can i do how much more can I give? And beyond that, it goes back to collaborative, collaborative kind of like clear characteristics is, you know, I feel that you are nothing without your team. And if you're, if you're a person that part of team events or team sports or understand how, 
you are nothing without the person that stands beside you or the company or the resources that you have, then you're going to work hand in hand to make sure that that customer or that solution gets put in place. But more importantly, mm -hmm. it's actually stays that way. And sometimes you have to do things above and beyond your job. And I think, you know, people that come from a team environment or people that understand the value of a team, I think goes a long way because, you know, in sales, it's not just set it and forget it. You got to make sure that customer stays happy and stays with you. And there's a lot that goes into it cross-functionally. For sure. I love how you said the number one was self-starter because I totally believe in that, especially mm -hmm. in tech when things change every day. Oh yeah. Priorities change in an hour right? Yep. Um, every day, it's always changing. And also now in a remote environment, right? I think if yeah. you're starting new at any job or any company, you have to be resourceful, you have to find the right people to talk to, and you have to be the self starter, because nobody's watching you. Nobody's Absolutely. in your condo or your house, right? Making you yeah. vulnerable, you have to do it. Absolutely. It's so true. And I think the collaboration piece is funny because I think a lot of people think of individual contributor, as the name right. says, individual, mm -hmm. um, but it, it's really not. I think some of the best sales reps that I know are really good at collaborating mm -hmm. or resourceful at using um, yeah. partners that they have available to them, which is yeah. interesting. Internal and external. So again, it goes yeah. back to, you got to rely on your team. Like you can only do so much. How can you leverage your relationships? How can you work with cross-functional teams? How can you work with partners inside and outside your organization to, to come to one common goal, right? So yeah, that's mm -hmm. part of it. That's what we look for. I think it's a common phrase too. Um, I know everyone says it, but it is true. Like in sales, if you're a sales rep, you are the quarterback to your team. You're pulling yep. in the resources. You are finding that strategy and you know what resource to use and when. Correct, 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Now, I think this is something interesting. If we have any parents listening, I really wanted to ask you, I feel like you always have a million things on the go. As mm -hmm. we mentioned, father, husband, director, you have side hustles a lot of the times going on. I don't know what you have going on right now, but we are curious to know how you manage all of that. Yeah, it is. It is tough. There's a lot. There's a lot to do. And I like to be busy. But, you know, it starts off, again, I go back to foundation. For me, I have a supportive wife. She's amazing. She gives me the time and she gives me the resources to do the things I need to do. So it starts with like having a supportive and collaborative environment at home, I think is important. But, you know, I like quotes. So I'm gonna go back to a bunch of quotes, okay? My quote is, you know, no one has time. If you want time, you must make it. And I absolutely believe that, right? So if it, for me, like, I like, you know, listen, work is a priority for me. I like getting into my work. I dedicate my time, just like every other sales professional or sales leader. And it's part of you. And, you know, aside from that family and like, yes, I want to spend time with my daughter. I want to spend time on my, with my wife and I dedicate time to that as well. Health, I think is important for me as well. So I dedicate time and energy there, but side hustles are also important to me. So I have to make time. And when you look at that, you can say like, well, you know, you can do, you can do um, spend more time with family. Of course, it's important. Or you can spend more time at work. Of course, it's important. You can spend more time on your health. Of course, it's important. But if there's something else that's important for you then you have to make time for it. And I think that's like anything, right? For me, for, for side hustles, I, I'm passionate about, you know, a ton of different things. Uh, you know, for me right now, it's a lot to do with real estate. It's a lot to do with mm -hmm. uh, YouTube and podcasts and influencers and marketing. Like I, I'm very interested in that. And I've been doing a ton of different things over the last few years, but I make time to learn. I make time to, you know, fit it into my schedule, 
But, you know, I go back to it. Everyone has no time. If you want time, you must make it. And if it's important to you and it gets you going, I think you should have something more than just work at home because it gives you opportunities to get your creative juices going, gives you a break, gives you an outlet. And I think it also supercharges you to do more on the things that you want to do. I love that. I think I was listening to a podcast recently with Jay Shetty. He was saying the same thing. The side hustle, whether it brings you a second income or not, sure. it'll actually help you be more motivated at work with your primary career or job or whatever it is. So yeah. I could say a number of times I, you know, had a tough day at work and, you know, had a tough week, but I spent a couple hours learning about something that's like just not related to what I do today. And that I come out of it and I'm, you know, the juices are flowing, the ideas, ideas are mm -hmm. coming out. I want to start a hundred businesses. I want to make millions of dollars doing something random. And then I come back on Monday. I'm like, all right, I'm so ready to go for this week. Like we, we forget about all the things, but again, you're, you're thinking from a different perspective. And I think learning is a, is an aspect that everyone should do. It's like, listen, you should have something outside of work and outside of home and outside of health that you think about and are obsessed about and are just learning on the side. And that I think then, pushes you forward in everything you want to achieve in your life. That's awesome. Any advice for our listeners that are trying to start a side hustle, don't know where to start or not sure yeah. they're interested in many different things. Yeah, sure. Um, so a couple of things. So first, I think for side hustles, for me, I start off with, you know, what am I passionate about? What do I like? Right. And it doesn't even have to be something you're passionate about, but what interests you? Right. And I'll give you, you know, random example. Um, also, so for us, for real estate, that was one, that's one that keeps on, I keep coming back to. And for me, we have a couple properties that we invest in, but you know, we wanted to get into the short-term rental game, right? And we had mm -hmm. no idea about it, but started learning, started watching some YouTube videos, started asking some friends and start networking a little bit and just understanding what people are doing, looking at Instagram pages of beautiful cottages and homes that people are investing in short-term rental space. So, you know, first step, I think it's just, you know, you just want to get involved in the industry or involved in the topic and learn, right? If that passion continues, which it did for me, is you start learning a little bit more and you start getting ingrained to like, actually, what does this really mean and what's really happening? I think the second stage of it is, hey, is there an opportunity here, right? And for me, what I started doing is really looking at, you know, honing in on a couple of properties and we picked a cottage uh, at the time and we started looking at Airbnb and, you know, what, what are... Uh, daily nightly rates look like what are people offering what's really going on are, are people booking these cottages or is it just sitting on the market are people really loving cottages going to the summer and what's happening with that so we started in getting interested in saying like hey are people really interested in this and it was a check mark so then okay we go go further and the last but not least it was like okay can we make it happen can we make some money off this is this something that we want to get into do we want to be short-term rental hosts Right. And the answer was yes. So then we went full throttle into there. So, you know, my advice to everyone first and foremost is first learn, right? If, you, if, if that interest stays with you, the next step is see if there's interest in the market, see if there's something that you can do different or something that people would want or something that people are interested in. The last one is probably my biggest piece of advice is a lot of people think about doing it. Very few people actually make it happen. It's just mm -hmm. take your first step, open that door. Right, because you never know what's going to happen at the end of, end of that door or end of the hallway or whatever you want to call it. But taking that first step in the right direction gives you the ability to do something that you're passionate about. You know, there's interest there. Now you just got to take that first step. And you know, for side hustles, I've I've heard a ton of stories of side hustles turning into you know multi million dollar businesses. 
right? Even Touch Bistro was something that started from an idea and turned into multi a multi-million mm -hmm. dollar business. And I think a lot of businesses are the same way. But without that first step, nothing would have happened. So, you know, for me, I, I use that for all my side hustles today. And I think it's, you know, a simple framework to really look at, hey, could it be something? Yeah. And I think what's cool too, what you mentioned, even with your side hustle in real estate, you mentioned you were talking to friends, you were going on Instagram, YouTube. We have all these resources available to us yeah, I, versus mm -hmm. I think even a decade before, right? In 20 years, you would have to go to the library. Like Correct. I wouldn't know where else you would get information, but we yeah. have this at our fingertips. And I think the biggest thing, like you said, was just take the first step. Yep, I agree. And Phil, for your side hustle, did you set goals? It seemed like everything was very mm -hmm. organic, that you were just, you know, taking one step at a time. But did you ever set goals for your side hustle? Yeah. So, you know, I start off, I like to start every year with, I know New Year's resolutions is a big thing for me. I don't know for everyone, but for me, it's give something to push towards. I like break it down uh, into four categories. I do um, family, um, work, health, and hustle. Those are my four. And, you know, I set the goals in the beginning of the year and I assess them every quarter. But um, with the side hustles, you know, for me this year, it's all about YouTube. YouTube and digital content. For me, that's, you know, something I've been thinking about. Actually, I've been thinking about for a very long time, four years, I think. But finally, I'm going to take the first step now that it's the right time in my life, career and everything. I can dedicate some energy towards it. But, you know, I, I like to set out a, a framework. You know, at times when I didn't have a side hustle, my main thing is, okay, learn, set a certain amount of time a week or a certain amount of time a month and just learn about things that you like, right? But for mm -hmm. me this year, I started with, I know what I want. I know what the outcome needs to be. Now it's my first step is I have to create content or I have to create some videos or do whatever I have to do. And I set framework around it. But if I didn't, and there's a couple of years where I didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do, it's about setting the small goals that lead to bigger goals. So take the first step by learning, take the first step by dedicating time, Take the first step by, you know, emailing your friends or calling your friends or seeing your network if anyone's interested or understands whatever you want to get into and just putting that first step forward. So that's the, the framework I take. But yeah, I'm a big believer in, in goals and, and setting the right framework for yourself. And how that's, do you keep yourself accountable? I think the biggest is the follow up. You know, I've been talking about a lot this week at work, actually. It's, it's the feedback loop, right? So a lot of us start stuff. And especially in the tech world, you start a bunch of projects, you start a bunch of initiatives, you call a bunch of prospects, whatever you want to look at, but very few people look at the feedback loop and actually complete it. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I look at this in general, um, you got to have uh, the feedback loop for yourself. So for me, it's, you know, every quarter, every quarter I sit down and I reassess where I am. I, I take a, a small peek monthly about like, hey, what am I doing? Am I on track? What's going on? But really it's quarterly. Take one day sit down, I look at my notes, it's actually in my phone, and I really look at, hey, what am I doing? Am I actually progressing towards this goal? Am I not? And at the end of the day, do I need to reassess? I think for me, it's understanding where am I? What do I have to do? What do I have to change? But also maybe I need to reassess some goals and, and reestablish where they are on my priority list. But yeah, I, I think feedback loop is important because you can start a bunch of things, but if you aren't gonna mm -hmm. self-check yourself and really push it forward, then how do you know how far you are to your target? Mm -hmm. And I think that's just one way. I think like Alex and I, for example, with this podcast, what's helped, helped me feel accountable throughout the process was I told everyone that I was starting this. 
so oh. that I couldn't yeah. go back on it or yeah. be fun of because yeah. I couldn't launch it. So that was my personal. And I don't know about Alex. I think for us to get to do it together too held us accountable. Oh, of course. Of course. But someone yeah. to hold the feedback to, right? It's someone mm-hmm. that's going to say, hey, you know what? We had to create some notes or we had to find the next guest or we have to make the next entry. But yeah, I do think it's important. You have to close that feedback loop. Yeah. I think we do a good job of holding each other accountable. Although I was like, why are you telling everyone stuff? <laughs> but it was good. It's true because it's like, we cannot back out now. It's done. We got to do 100%. this. Took the first step. Now you got to keep going. Yeah, exactly. Get Getting better every day. Ooh, here 1% you go. better every day. 1%. That's my, that's my actual theme for the month. So it's it's there. Yeah, it's true. I love it. I was going to ask you, going back to your new side hustle, everyone look out for Phil on YouTube. Right. I wanted to know, are you allowed to give us a sneak peek? Is it going to be motivational? That's what I'm guessing. Or yeah, I think it's a, about it? yeah, it's a variety of things. I think um, first and foremost, it is going to be a podcast style or a YouTube page really based on well, a couple of things. One, motivation. Two, uh, sales leadership. Uh, and three, uh, entrepreneurship and business. Those are three things that I really actually, you know, I love teaching, I love educating on, but I love learning. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people really want to just get a good idea of the real deal of what it is, get the real talk of what's going to happen and what to look forward to, and also get a sneak peek into other people's businesses and lives and how they started, right? And, you know, like we talked about today, side hustles are important to me. And I think just getting the blueprints of success, you know, I have some sales leaders there, should have you guys on the podcast or the YouTube page as well. But yeah, I think getting the idea of what, why it started, how it started and what, what's been going on with that person or business, I think is important for people to learn from the next person so that you can start off a little faster than the last person did. This is so on brand for you. I love it. Oh, uh-huh, here That's we go. Awesome. <laughs> Get ready, everyone. Um, now I have another question. Sure. In terms of this is very, we we're talking about motivation, setting goals. Sure. I wanted to go and talk about morning routines or daily routines. I remember once in a team meeting, you were talking about the book. Is it called Make Your Bed? Yeah, Make Your Bed, William McRae. Yes. And you talked to us about the importance of making your bed, how it's setting yourself up for the day. You checked off that little thing, boost mm-hmm. of confidence in the morning. So I just wanted to know, do you make your bed and do you have a morning or daily routine? Love it. I'm uh, very happy that you actually remember that. Uh, I do make my bed every morning. Every morning when I wake up, I, that's my favorite book, actually. I gifted it five times this Christmas. It is, for me, like the blueprint of you know daily or life success points that you should follow. And yeah, that, that main concept of that, that book is yeah, the first win of the day. But also the first win of the day with making your bed is also when you have a tough day and you have things going on and you have a rough time, going back to a, a made bed actually is quite nice. So it's a little bit of satisfaction before you go to sleep. So for me, yes, make my bed every morning. Do I have a morning routine? Yes, I do. Um, actually really hard to get it back into it after the Christmas break, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but I'm back into it. Wake up every morning between 5.45 and 6.15, depending on the day. Um, get ready. I hit the gym in the gym between 6.30 and 7.30 every morning. And then I come back and have breakfast with my daughter or my wife and, you know, then to get ready for school uh, for my daughter and then start my day. But every day that's been my routine for the last, I would say, couple of years now. 
right? More importantly, I think the last year it really introduced a health component to it. But I think it, it I think a, a morning routine is necessary for everyone. I think more important than a morning routine, it also is a bedtime routine. Because without a bedtime routine, you're not going to get up in the morning. But I think, you know, what's important is structure. For me, I'm very structured. I like routine. I like regimen because it gives you um, no time to think, right? You're just acting. So I wake up in the morning, get ready. I got to be in the gym. It's like, I just have to. So it's like, okay, get in the gym. Now what? Now I'm hitting the day strong. And when you hit the day strong, and I know you two are both into fitness, I think it just takes your game up another level and you get it out of the way. And now you can really focus on the things you want to do. But for me, I like to get breakfast with my daughter and my wife. I like to eat with them and just talk a little bit about the day, get her ready, send her off. And then boom, my day starts with work. But it really gets me going. And I think everyone should have you know, in my opinion, a strong morning routine. Why Alex and I created this podcast was to really talk about and, you know, provide some advice to females, you know, navigating a career in Mm -hmm. sales um, or, you know, starting out in a career in sales. Um, We're both passionate and part of Women ERG at both our companies. Um, So I'd love to hear from you, Phil, like what advice you would give a female looking to jumpstart their career in sales. We talk about Jumpstart, we're talking about getting into sales or how to take your sales screen to the next level. Which one? Maybe both. As I know, I know I'm like, ooh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so let's start off with, um, you know, how to getting into sales. Maybe you're wondering, maybe you're thinking about it. Maybe you're, you're pondering, hey, you know, is a sales a career for me? You know, I start back with advice to, for advice to anyone is first, you know, what do you think you're good at? Right? What do you think you're good at? And what do you want to explore? Right. For me, simple foundations for sales is, do you want to build something? Right. Do you like building? Right. Second thing is, do you like finding solutions to problems? Right. And third is, are you really invested in people? Right. Do you really care about people? And do you really care about finding those solutions? And at the end of the day, do you really find learning about people as a, is a foundation, I think, is a concept of sales. So for me, for anyone, and, and we'll cater to you know, females looking to get into sales, you know, if you think that those are components or things that you're interested in, you know, you're not, you might not be the best at them and that's completely okay. But if you are interested in them and you are thinking about, hey, that is something that I could be good at. First thing goes back to what we talked about earlier today. Take that first step, right? Do the same process. You're going to learn about sales. Maybe look at some YouTube videos, maybe look online. Second thing is you're going to talk to some people, maybe some people in your network, maybe someone in your friends are in sales. Last one is to really just take that first step, right? And just like me, I would never be in sales without that strong female leader that said, hey, listen, Phil, this could be a career for you. I would not take that first step. So by taking that first step, I think it can bring a ton of opportunity to you. Second piece is a little bit more interesting. I would say like 60, I think 60, actually 70% of my team is females. And, um, you know, I come across a ton of different situations, but let's answer the question, you're female, you're in sales, how do you take your game to the next level, right? And for me, I'm really, really passionate about this. I have a daughter and, you know, my advice to, to females looking to take their game to the next level, a large component of this is having the confidence to understand that you don't have to know everything. You don't have to understand every concept, but you are part of that room. And if you have a question, you're going to raise your hand and you're going to ask it. But that underlying confidence of just taking that first step, the underlying confidence to understand that, listen, you don't have to know any other question or you have to know every other answer, but just taking that first step to ask questions because you can do it. You're strong, you're capable, and you can fucking make it happen. 
But, you know, I talked to a lot of people in my team, in my industry, and it's like, listen, everyone has questions and everyone finds every reason not to do something. Well, guess what? Today is a different day, right? Today, you're going to find every reason why, and you're going to think about every reason why you're going to benefit from raising your hand. You're going to find every reason on benefiting why you're going to ask that question. And guess what? That voice inside of you that's saying no, you're going to push that real deep inside yourself, and you're just going to make it happen and take that first step and ask that question. Mm -hmm. And I think that is... You know, part of the advice that I give female leaders or females that are looking to jumpstart their career and take their career to the next level, but find every reason why you should do something, not every reason you shouldn't. Yeah, and I think that applies to everyone, not just females, but I think, unfortunately, there have been studies that show that women do tend to have more of that imposter syndrome. Steph and I talk about it all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. So I love that advice for women specifically. Yeah, That's I think awesome. it goes, it, it does go both ways. But you know, again, it is unfortunate, but it is, you know, part of uh, it today. And but we can make a change. Right. And, mm-hmm. and nothing is the same as was yesterday. So, you know, when you get in that room, or you want to take that next conversation to the next level, or you want to get that promotion, we'll find every reason why. And I think, you know, at the end of that day, when you're contemplating with yourself, you'll probably be in a better place where you started that conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. And I think it's just about taking a small step, right? If you notice you have that feeling, you know, make a habit out of it. Like maybe I should pause. Maybe I should just ask it. I think right. there's mm-hmm. a, fear is just something that you create in your head. And when you actually do it, it's not that bad. Absolutely. I wish more people took that advice, to be honest, because <laughs> it isn't that bad if you just take his first step. I know. And you, I think it's not that scary to fail. It's actually better to fail because you Absolutely. learn mm-hmm. from it. And you learn about yourself Mm -hmm. during it. Exactly. Before we let you go, where can everyone find you? What is your Instagram handle? We know your new podcast name, but what's your Instagram while we wait so we can follow you? No problem. You can follow me on Instagram at built to work. It's built the number two work. um, And you can follow me there on, on the daily life of a sales leader in Toronto. Perfect. I love well, it. Thank you so much for your time, Phil. Um, we learned a lot. Our listeners will definitely learn a lot. I think the key theme, and this might be the episode name, is take your first step. Do awesome. it. Ooh. it it's been a pleasure. Yes. I think, you know, again, I want to wish you guys all the best with the podcast. It is amazing. It is definitely an initiative that you should take forward. But I appreciate you thinking of me when you think about your podcast. And I really wish you guys all the best moving forward. Thanks so much for tuning in to the weekly forecast update. Like, follow, subscribe, share. We can be found on TikTok and Spotify at the weekly forecast update.